Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea, on assignment. Sorry, fooled you. And of course, we got Joey D's running the boards. Hey. On today's show, I will talk with one of my favorite game designers, Jason Anarchy, with the Drinking Quest Six Pack. We will also talk with Vicky about American Gods and what's been happening with that. And I will get nerdy with the Apex Legends update that I've been very excited about. And then, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Discover blogs, podcasts, and more. More. <laughs> or just search for BJJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Exactly. Plenty of ways to get a hold of us. And uh, if you hit up on our social media, you may be able to find some of the links that we have for stuff like Kickstarters or all sorts of articles. Vicky posts a ton of things. And I know one of the frequent guests that we've had on uh, A The Show and also on our social media pages has been Jason Anarchy with some of his uh, so many different games. But for right now, it is for a very specific game that we all know and love. With me today is a man that we've had on, oh gosh, so many times. I think I originally, I may have met you at, like I think maybe Emerald City Comic Con or PAX, one of the ones, one of the conventions that came around here. You you have made a, just so many games, and we have Jason Anarchy with us. And the one game that uh, actually brought me around to you was Drinking Quest, which is the drinking game slash tabletop RPG, super fun to play, and uh, just hours and hours of replayability as long as you can, you know, maybe hold your liquor. <laughs> and Jason, now you've got a new Kickstarter for a uh, uh, for a new version, sort of, but basically it's just like all of the drinking game uh, quest games, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, about 10 years ago, this is my 10th year being a game designer now, uh, I came up with my first game and it was Drinking Quest. So the whole idea was that it was, you know, half role-playing game like Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but also half drinking game. So combining like a slow, methodical, numbers-driven genre with, you know, the biggest, dumbest type of game you can get was kind of a fun experiment. Uh, so over the years, I've done six of these. So there's six main entries in the series. And then, yeah, what I have on Kickstarter right now, it's a six-game six compilation called Drinking Quest Six Pack. Which kind of, uh, you know, makes sense. Very on brand when it comes down to it. And people can go and check out Drinking Quest. If you just search for Drinking Quest Six Pack, you can find it. It's one of uh, Kickstarter's uh, uh, things that they love. So it's been uh, been out and about. And actually, as of right now, you have completed your goal. So congratulations. But people can still back it up until uh, April 1st. Um, And so what is going on with this deluxe box set? Uh, so we're remastering every card, and through the six games, there's a lot of unique cards. So even one game, you know, every card is, you know, it's always got original artwork, and, you know, we don't do repeats or anything. Um, so there's going to be, uh, right now, at least 340 unique cards, uh, which is a lot of artwork for any given tabletop game. Um, and we're also adding a new kind of final boss deck. So we're adding 12 big, dumb, drunken, Dungeons & Dragons-style monsters. At the end of the game, there's huge oversized cards that you get. Um, and at the end of, you know, whichever game you're playing, there's going to be a randomized boss uh, and a new mechanic where everyone kind of teams up on this person. 
Um, wow. And there's a few incentives to kind of stab everybody in the back and you know steal the win at the end of the game. So that's that's always fun stuff to do. I love it because it's uh, it's incorporating. I mean, a lot of the times you'll have that in a traditional D and D party. Uh, usually, it's the rogue who's trying to pickpocket everybody else or stuff along those lines. So the fact that it's a co-op, but a co-op, but also you know a little bit of that take that is uh, some of the fun things, especially when you're adding the element of uh, drinking. Yeah, and uh, I, I had this idea, this kind of mechanic in my head of this add-on deck I wanted to do, uh, but then I launched the Kickstarter, and somebody suggested doing uh, some kind of co-op mechanic, and I think maybe even the boss mechanic, so I kind of combined that with what I had already with the suggestion, and it was um, it was just a great example of you know what you can do with Kickstarter, because I had a game in mind already, and it was going to be good, but it's going to be even better now, because the backers are jumping on board, and they're suggesting things and they're excited for it so it's um you know it's a lot of fun to collaborate that way and it's kind of cool just in terms of like doing a crowdfunding thing because at, as of this point you're pretty much i would say a veteran at doing the kickstarters and being able to keep it tabs with people and getting that feedback seems to really benefit um, a lot of the stuff that you've been doing yeah absolutely it's um you know it's a really good kind of grassroots way to you know build a, a community um, when you're doing your first Kickstarter, you want to probably do something that's a little, you know, easier and kind of smaller scale to kind of get familiar with it. Um, but then the more you do Kickstarter, the more, you know, interest you have from people that back Kickstarters. Cause they're like, Oh, I remember that guy. He did, you know, this game that I liked and this new game looks cool. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, people coming back for more that like my game. And you can check out all of uh, everything, like you know, everything else that you've been doing. If you go to jasonanarchygames.com or drinkingquest.com to get a list of all of those. And I mean, Drinking Quest is such a fun game. But some of the favorite ones that my wife and I have played have been stuff like Haiku Warrior, even pretending to grown up. Like, there's so many fun, different, like cheesy little games that are super fun. The replayability is amazing, easy to unpack, and easy to pack back up because you decided that you really kind of wanted to go with the portable model when it comes down to your games. Yeah, like I, I consider myself a hardcore gamer, but my when it comes to me and my friends, you know, in normal times when we get together, um, we, we just have very low attention spans and we want to hang out as much as we want to play games. So instead of having those nights where we try and learn a, you know, a game for three hours and then don't play, I kind of use my, my own group as a baseline where it's like, okay, well, you know, we're a bunch of dummies. So it's like, you know, it's uh, what, what kind of game could we learn and play, you know, just right out of the box. So I, I kind of uh, just go for that uh, whole frame of mind there. And like I said, Drinking Quest Six Pack is available right now on the Kickstarter. And man, I know that you've been, uh, you know, you've been wanting to uh, uh, go around and go to those convention scenes again. You were a mainstay when it came down to all of those. And I just saw a recently, I saw a picture that I had to send to you. I think it was like the last time we saw each other when I was uh, going around getting pictures of everybody with my Infinity Gauntlet and uh, managed to snap a picture with that, a picture of you with that, and. Like the memories of that, but also, you know what? That glove Rick looked really good uh, with uh, being adorned alongside your biceps, sir. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> I uh, yeah. If anyone wants to follow me on Twitter at Drinking Quest, I'm constantly talking about how great my biceps are. Um, so to the point where you know, again, in normal times when I do conventions, you know, I might bring someone new with me to work at the booth, and they're always confused as to why people 
keep walking by the booth screaming, nice biceps! <laughs> so it's, uh, they're, they're doing me a great favor by keeping the joke alive. And I also love the fact that, you know, you're keeping the joke alive by having a tear that actually gives a signed Polaroid picture of your bicep. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so I thought I thought I would get a little bit meta with one of the stretch goals. So it's like, um, so, you know, it, with Kickstarter, you can get the game. And, you know, usually there's some kind of deluxe version. So with this one, the deluxe version, uh, yeah, one of the features is you get a Polaroid picture. I'm going to sign it, you know, of my bicep. Uh, and I've got a whole plan for this. So I'm legitimately working out now, trying to get really jacked in preparation <laughs> to take all these Polaroids. And with Polaroid pictures... You know, they're, they're unique. They're one of a kind. You have to take the picture. You have to wait for it to dry. You have to set it somewhere. So there's going to be, um, it looks like at least 250 of these. Oh, my gosh. I might put it up to 500. So it's like, it's probably going to be like a couple of eight-hour days. And I, I don't think, I don't know, maybe I can get a camera <laughs> where you could like set it on automatic or something. But, but it's probably, I'm probably going to have to pay somebody to like take pictures of my biceps for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> until we get all of these it, it's a it's a real like logical challenge to get this done but it's like you know I, I can officially cross that off my bucket list now after we do that, oh, that so is, it's like it's, it'll be a fun story to tell i think that is so amazing i just love the fact that you can take this joke and people are running with it and people really do enjoy like it's like one of those common bonds i mean, i know a lot of the times people especially at conventions they'll have a little bit of a a social anxiety when they want to go up and meet somebody or talk with somebody who does something that they really love and having something like that kind of at least breaks the ice so they can uh, come up and talk to you about other things yeah, yeah. With uh, with conventions and with creative types, uh, a lot of the time people have trouble, you know, you know, making a thing and then getting it out there. That's uh, the hard part for a lot of people. Um, the way I look at it, though, it's like you know, I spend a lot of time making this stuff, and you know, when when I get a chance to talk about it, I'm very excited to do so because it's like, you know, all I want to do is get a thing out into the world. And for board games uh, types of games I make, it's like you know, usually about a year uh, of lead time. And so by the time it finally gets out there, it's like, oh, I've been sitting on these jokes for a year. I want to see how people react. <laughs> and with Drinking Quest, it's like one of those fun games that is definitely a social game. And when it comes down to drinking is in the title. But you don't have to be a drinker in order to enjoy these games. It's just one of those like fun little add-ons, really, essentially. Yeah, so the main mechanic is when your hero dies, you're supposed to chug your drink in real life. Uh, the remainder of your drink, so it's kind of like a slow burn drinking game. When you do drink, it's a big deal. There's also non-drinking rules. So there's a bladder burster rule where you just, every time your hero dies, you drink a full glass of water, but then it costs you five coins every time you need to go to the bathroom. Oh, geez. Yeah. So that, uh, my, my lawyer suggested that one, and that, that was a great suggestion. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good and, call. <laughs> and then also, I do get a lot of people uh, who say they just kind of play the game as like, you know, just a, a light comedy RPG Um and uh, it actually works really well as an introduction to, you know, what a role-playing game is. So you have your Dungeons & Dragons beginner box, and then Drinking Quest is so dirt simple because it's half drinking game. It's like a beginner's box before you get the beginner's box. That's a really good call because I know a lot of, I have a lot of friends who are just like, well, I don't necessarily know if I like RPGs, but if you bring it to something along those lines where it's like, hey, this is very accessible. Um, I've stated that the setup time is super easy when it comes down to these. Like, this is one where you can maybe sort of slyly get people into the concept of RPGs who may feel that it's 
it's a daunting uh, exercise, especially when you look at like a lot of the rule books uh, and like all of the tomes that you would have with like Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or any of those systems. Uh, people can just be scared of that, and you're just like, no, it's fun. You can just have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, you know, role-playing games are fun, but it can be really intimidating if you're just starting out. Um, and it's, uh, but, you know, once you figure it out, you know, it's uh, it's playing pretend for adults. And uh, it's, it, and I don't think Dungeons & Dragons or, you know, Pathfinder, those style of games, they don't get enough credit for, for being funny. It's like part of the inspiration for Drinking yeah. Quest is that my favorite moments with, with D&D or anything I was playing was that, you just get these really, really silly moments, and uh, you know, you just get these great laughs with your friends that you wouldn't get anywhere else. And um, so, I, I tried to have a lot of those big comedic moments. And one of the recurring characters, uh, you know, being from the Seattle area, we really love Pearl Jam, and I love the fact that you were able to slyly fit in uh, Yeti Vetter, which is it's so meta on so many aspects of it because we've got the Sasquatch, we've got Bigfoot out here, we've got Eddie Vetter. And you decided to combine them into an iconic character for Drinking Quest. Wow! Yeah, I, I didn't know about Bigfoot. Um, no, yeah, yeah, dude. Started out. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the second game is called Yeti Vetter's Yeti Adventure. <laughs> so the, the the main hero on the front of the box, he's a Yeti, and his name's Yeti Vetter because it's just a great name. Um, but then also his special ability is Yeti Sweater. But when you look at that card, I, I, I kind of very very subtly put uh, Kurt Cobain's sweater from. Uh, uh, from the early '90s, there is famous uh, green striped sweater. Um, so I don't know, a little nod to grunge. I like to put you know little little things like that. A lot, a lot of little meta jokes in the game that you know if you don't notice, no big deal. But if you do notice, it's like oh, I can't believe that's in there. Now, it was it. Not, were you listening to grunge when you were designing the game? Do you have specific uh, music that you listen to when you're designing games, or was it just like one of those flash of brilliance moments? Uh, I do love grunge, um, you know, mostly a punk rock guy, but, you know, any kind of, like, heavy guitar music I'm into. Uh, the origin of Yeti Vetter was, I was, I made, like, a custom quest for my friends years ago, and there was, like, a power pool. So there's, like, a pool of water, and it's like, okay, the heroes enter it, you roll a die, and it could be, you know, one of, you know, a hundred effects, you know, good or bad. Anything could happen is kind of the fun of it. So I had a friend's character go in this power pool, and he turned into a Yeti. <laughs> And so he renamed his character Yeti Vetter. So I need to give him credit for the name, but I thought that name was incredible. And it's like, I'm going to I'm going to make this a real character. I'm going to put him in a game and he's like, "Yeah." So it's uh yeah, there's 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 a lot of great moments and uh yeah, I just I just try and put those in there. That's so amazing. I love just the little stories about this because I mean, game design is it's not easy. It's not, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like incredibly difficult to get the concept out there, but you have these really fun, fine tuned games that, like, that's not simple to do in that aspect. Like, to make a game that a lot of people love, that people are coming back to playing over and over and over again, like, congratulations, dude. Like, that's just a lot of uh, amazing work that has been put into this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I went to school originally for business management to get a specific job at the newspaper I was working at at the time. But by the time I graduated, you know, that job wasn't there anymore. And it's oh. like, oh, okay. So it's like business management. What can I do with this? And, uh, you know, it took a little while, but I figured it out. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to, you know, I, I've been making these kind of silly RPG campaigns for years. You know, I'm willing to bet other people might like something like this. 
And I'm like, okay, well, with the business management end, you know, I could probably self-publish. So, um, you know, I, I started it and yeah, I've been able to keep it going for 10 years so far. Man, congratulations. I hope there's going to be 10 more years. And once uh, the convention circuit starts back up, I'll be happy to see you around flexing those biceps again. Thank you so much. I'll make sure you get an extra big flex. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Again, Jason Anarchy for Drinking Quest. The Drinking Quest six-pack is available on Kickstarter right now up until April 1st. And if uh, for some reason you listen to this late and you miss it, you can go to jasonanarchygames.com or also drinkingquest.com to get all of it. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jason. Again, you have up until the 1st of April to back this game. It's already been funded and you know you're getting quality products. I've uh, actually uh, backed a lot of the versions of Drinking Quest. I have I think three or four different versions at home whether it be just the singular games or a pack of the three because I remember when he even had just a three pack. Now it's up to the whole six pack. It's amazing. I have a certain set of skills. (laughs) (laughs) It's only drinking. Yeah, right. Uh, Vicky. Yeah. I don't know if you're drinking during American Gods or if even your brain can handle it at that point. How confusing has this season been in terms of like, I don't know, like the first two seasons that were kind of big brain when it came down to it and you're trying to Mm -hmm. figure out what's going on. Not so bad as something like a WandaVision, um, but it still has its own uh, mysteries and uh, intrigues when it comes down to it. Well, first I have to say, I found out that Joey watched the first two episodes. I made it through two. Congratulations. How do you feel about it? Oh, Oh, no. no. First two episodes of season three, I should say, because he's seen everything else. Yeah. Okay, like the show still. Okay. But man, it sucks that like they have to reintroduce all these characters and how they're connected with everyone because there's so many actor changes. Oh. But it's okay, like I can't yeah. really say a whole lot. And if you go to IMDb, it will get spoiled for you because it kind of did for me, but not in a bad way. Like, oh, that's what that is. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think it's one of those like it does get better, but it also gets a little weirder. This last episode, there was a lot of. Um, Latinudity. Oh, but well, it was, it that was a makes very, sense. It's it was, a star show, and they've had nudity in the past. Right. It was a very pride-centric, accepting yourself, loving yourself episode, too. Oh, nice. Which you wouldn't think would fit, but it works, especially because a character that was supposed to be like a side character has a bigger role, and you really feel for him, which it's so weird to see him as this uh, Salim be this character. Oh, yeah, Salim. Which he was also, if you don't remember, in The Mandalorian, who was the doctor that was, you know, treating oh, Baby Yoda. Oh, my gosh, yeah, the bad the, the bad guy who was basically extracting like, DNA. Was, like, yeah. he wanted to take care of Yoda, but he was working for the bad guys, mm-hmm. or, or Grogu, I should say. Yeah, that means he's Grogu. a baddie. <laughs> yes, but, you know, he felt bad about it, so he's got feelings. Uh, but... I do have to get in this episode, freaking, I'm going to say her name wrong, Yated Badaki, mm-hmm. who plays Bill Quest. Oh, yeah. Her acting range, because she basically had to pretend to be, like, the actress had to pretend to be somebody else. Like, she is in somebody's mind. Oh, like as the mannerisms their, As their such. subconscious, the way they talk, the way they act, the way they say things, like, a complete change. Really? I was sitting there, I'm like, is somebody dubbing her voice? Like, it is ridiculous she is phenomenal so hats off to her when you say something like that it reminds me of Tatiana Mislani from yes. Orphan Black <laughs> so it's like is it something along the lines of that something or have you guys seen the like Harry Potter for example there's a piece where Helen and Bottom Carter who plays Bellatrix mm-hmm. it was um was it Hermione pretended like did a spell so she looked like her oh. so but it was still Helena, Helena Bottom Carter 
acting like Hermione, acting like Bellatrix. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So, so it's, it's that deep it's, level it's stuff. It's one of those, like, it's this character, or this actress playing this character playing this character in a sense. Um, not quite 100% that way, but it was, she was, she did such a fantastic job. Um, Ian McShane, always. Oh, yeah. A tricky bastard. I love him. So like, jo- he's, he's such an a-hole. So, Joe, after two episodes, are you still going to keep going with it? Yeah, I think I'm going to finish it up. Uh, cool. The storyline itself is still intact, despite having to essentially do a season one. I mean, that's what this feels like. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wow, getting okay. reintroduced. There's new storylines, and then there's new world kind of city town they're going mm-hmm. to right now. You, you do get backstories to characters that have been around forever. Um, that like you weren't well, expecting these backstories, and they were cool. Like, okay, it gives these certain characters a little bit more depth. And Vicky's definitely right. There's some nudity, and it was very awkward because I was watching <laughs> it in my living room. I was not expecting a topless <laughs> sex scene. And then all of a sudden, my roommate walks in, and he looks over, and he goes, interesting. You know it's 3.30, right? And I'm home, and I'm like, it's not porn. (laughs) This is art, okay? I just love it. 3.30 in the afternoon, just sitting on the couch and being like, don't worry about it. She's a god, okay? (laughs) It's like, yes, Joe. That's that's what we call these ladies sometimes. All right. Well, keep watching it. Let me know. I am going to catch up with it eventually. And I mean, there's a bunch of shows out there. But I feel this is since it's in season three. I love the first two seasons. And I know we've talked about how, you know, quote unquote, cursed this show really is. Mm -hmm. But I do love a lot of the actors in it. And I want to see more of it. So I'm going to get back in on that. on it. Uh, But I have been playing a lot of video games, uh, and that's usually what happens is that I have a little bit of spare time, and I'm like, I'm going to play a game. And sometimes those free-to-play games are the ones that kind of catch me. One of them that uh, I started back when they first came out a couple of years back was Apex Legends, which is like... uh, when the big pub, uh, player unknowns battlegrounds went out, like there was just a big hole, hole blue with like Fortnite and all these battleground type games where it's a battle royale. Usually a hundred people get down to one. Apex kind of turns that a little bit by having a post apocalyptic scenario with a whole bunch of different heroes and it's teams of three that go down. And usually I think it's like a sixty person max, so about twenty teams, and you're going down to try to get down to the bottom of the you know the list and you win, hooray! And yeah. eventually you'll die you get one life maybe you'll get to be brought back by your friends but if not then you just go back and you start over again uh, ad infinitum and uh, it's a lot of fun I really like it a lot um, there's a character that I really love in it called Caustic who is it's funny because they call him the toxic trapper but it's a white dude it's a toxic white male and it kind of makes me <laughs> laugh a little bit on that but he lays traps and does some cool things well they've decided to turn out a whole uh, event for Caustic he takes over a map and turns it bad and turns all the... It's like the waterworks, the water purification area has now turned into... Uh, well, he's used his toxic gas to he make it... He poisoned the well? He did. He absolutely did. And this is called the Chaos Theory Collection event. It started back on March 9th, but it's still going until March 23rd. So you have just about a week or so to continue to do this. Um, thanks to the power of science, this update brings a big batch of changes, including something really big. Uh, you can play it normally it started off on pc or console being uh xbox and playstation i played on the playstation even though uh i do uh engage in cross play which means i'm kind of at a disadvantage if i'm playing against anyone with pc i've only noticed playing against other xbox people so i don't know 100 how that really works and how i don't i don't I don't care to get into the nitty-gritty of it. I just go and I play and I shoot and I die and we have some fun. But now they're bringing it to the Nintendo Switch. 
So as of right now, if you have a Nintendo Switch, you can download Apex Legends and play it just anywhere you want to go. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's pretty fantastic when it comes down to it. Uh, they have that. Uh, Caustic does take over a town. There's another thing called Ring Fury, which uh, there is a character named, uh, oh, I can't remember his name, Fuse. And he's the Australian that likes to blow stuff up. He's a new guy. Well, apparently he has stricken the ire of a lady named Maggie. And so she is dropping rings of fire that just happen to uh, just randomly happen around the map. They're much like what most battlegrounds use as the shrinking dome where uh, the map gets smaller and smaller. And usually they'll have a way to do that where it hurts you if you go outside of that zone. Well, these ring of fires are just like that, but they're located just randomly and they might just spawn randomly in spaces so it kind of makes the map a little bit more dangerous uh, that's a really kind of a cool aspect to it and they've decided to introduce a new uh, slot in your inventory called the survival slot in conjunction with this by giving you a heat shield that you can drop on the ground and what that'll do is it'll protect you from that for a certain amount of time so they've been able to add in a new slot by putting in this new thing it's really fun it's kind of awesome on that sort of thing and when, uh, when I've been talking about Apex Legends, uh, one of the big things about it is, like I said, it's about trios going out there. So if you can get your friends, you go and you'll you know have fun just running around with your buddies and trying to kill people. Or if you don't have any friends like me, they will. No. Well, I, I don't have. I mean, I have friends. I just don't have a lot of PlayStation friends that are playing on it right now. I kind of just don't want to wait for everyone. I want to get into <laughs> it. I'm trying to explain myself here on this. Um, but what they have done is now you can do a no fill queue. So you can just do it solo or with two people and you don't have to worry about anyone else going on it. I just feel that that's not necessarily the, the the spirit of the game to play. If you want to play something like that, you can do like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or even uh, like Fortnite, something along those lines where it would be just as fine with that. But now you can just go solo if you want to. Um, usually I like having people back me up because I'm terrible at these games. <laughs> Carry me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's a ton of different rewards going with the Chaos Theory Collection event. Uh, some balances, some bug fixes. They've introduced some bugs as well that they're working on, so don't worry about that. I had to realize that everyone has experienced an audio bug right now where just this weird sound just kind of goes off, which is terrifying when you're playing a game based on survival and I like to hide and suddenly all these noises are happening. I'm like, what's going on? I'm getting terrified. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a lot of fun with all of this. I really do suggest you check out Apex Legends. It's on season eight, which uh, is pretty good when it comes down to it. It's been around for a couple of years. It's a worthwhile game, I really feel. And I mean, hell, it's free. They've got microtransactions, but all of them are cosmetic. Oh, free is the best mm. price. Exactly. Especially and, with the cosmetic ones. Oh, and they got me on this one. Oh, I, no. I love steampunk. I love steampunk western stuff. And I love caustic. And what did they do? They gave caustic basically a steampunk western costume. I'm all in. Goodbye, <laughs> Rev's money. I haven't spent the money yet because I can win, hopefully, quote-unquote, win them through their uh, through the chaos packs, which are just like any of those games where you'll get like a little bonus, you do certain things, and then maybe you'll get a pack that has legendary items in it. And if I can get that, maybe then I won't have to pay for it. But when it comes down towards the end of it, I'm going to pay for it if I don't have it because mm. it looks badass. <laughs> 
Uh, well, uh, let me know how you feel about Apex Legends, or if uh, you're on the old PlayStation Network, you can literally just search for me, Revan Fuego. Really easy to find. Send me a message and we can play. But now it is time to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky. Besides American Gods, what's that weird stuff that's going on in your brain? Well, this is really awesome. So I've been telling you guys to watch Doom Patrol. Have you? Uh, I have not. It's on my list of a billion things to watch. I think currently on HBO Max because it, it oh, was yeah, that's right. originally on the DC Universe Network app, um, but then they switched over to be just comic books. And now all the shows that were on there are now on HBO Max, including the Harley Quinn show. Get on that. Mm -hmm. um, but we did, you know, we do know we're getting a season three, which is really awesome. It's a weird, weird show. And it I can't tell. I. I feel like you'll like it. I'm not sure if Joey will like it. Well, I mean, BJ liked it, didn't he? Yeah. Because he's watched it mm -hmm. based off of your recommendation. Right. And it's it's one of those shows that should not work, but does. Now, here's the big question, though. Is there time travel in it? Uh, That's a maybe and not good for Joey. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't remember if it's time travel, but they jump into different weird universes. Okay, I'm so okay with that. Okay, so, so multiverse okay, time travel not okay in the Joe uh, spectrum of things. Like correct? I believe in the first <laughs> season they jump into like a different universe through like was it a goat's mouth or something? What? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then they get stuck being little for a while. Like it's all kinds Aww. of weird shenanigans. And they have to live in like this, not a dollhouse, but like a train set thing that one of the guys had made. That's actually pretty cool. It, it's just a bunch of shenanigans. That's the best way I can describe it. Rev, where's that place where you get mozzarella sticks and uh, uh, there's the goofy like stuff on the wall? Oh, yeah. Shenanigans. Oh! <laughs> but this is awesome for two reasons. One, I love this actress. And two, Doom Patrol. Mm -hmm. We have a series regular is going to play Madame Rouge, a rogue. And it's Michelle Gomez. Oh, wow. For those who don't know who Michelle Gomez is, she was Madam Satan in the Netflix's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She was also in the new series, The Flight Attendant, or Flight Attendants, the one with Kaylee Cuoco on HBO Max. Oh, um, yeah. She was also in Doctor Who, if you're a Doctor Who fan. She's the one that has like the famous quote of, I have a face for bitches and witches. And <laughs> she plays every one of these people so phenomenally. And I feel like she is a perfect fit for this show because it is shenanigans. Wow. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for those who don't really know, it's basically a group of outcast superheroes-ish because they're not really, they haven't really done too many superhero-esque things. As time goes by, yes, they do. But you have, uh, you know, one of my favorite people in the world, Brendan Fraser, is in it. And yeah. I'm glad. It's mostly his voice, but he they do a good job bringing back like him, his physical form, like for either flashbacks or whatever it is. Um, but the, the weirdness of these characters, like, again, they shouldn't work, but they do like crazy Jane. You should watch it just for her because she's a person who has split personality disorder. She's got over 60 personalities and each personality has a different superpower. Jeez. And mind you, a lot of these personalities are not mentally stable or very nice. Well, that kind of makes sense. I feel. Yeah. But <laughs> you got Rita Farr, who's like Alaska woman. We do get a cyborg in this. It's so good. So well done. So Awesomely weird. Yeah. So definitely check it out before season three drops. I'm not really sure when that's going to be, but I'm very excited that we are going to be getting a season three. Right on. Be because the problem with the last ep last season is that the last episode, that we were supposed to have one more episode, uh, but then COVID hit. Oh, So yeah. they had to basically rewrite a little bit of the very last episode of season two and shorten it and kind of smush it into the last episode, which, I mean, you can tell they did that, but knowing why and stuff, you're like, I, I, I can forgive it. It's okay. 
I don't know. Are oh. you guys going to watch it? Yes. Yes. Fine. Soon. I, I am. Yeah. I, I probably won't. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, you know what? Watch, like, maybe two episodes? Okay, I'll watch one episode. What, what, That's all I ask. Okay, yeah. yeah. See, like, I think we should do that. We'll test it. Test out the waters. We'll do one episode. We'll get how we feel about it. And if we have any questions, we'll come back to you mm-hmm. and see if, like, maybe it's one of those ones where if we're intrigued enough to continue to watch it. I feel it's weird enough for me to be down with it. I'm really interested now to see how Joe feels about it. I'm going to get scurred. <laughs> I, I more or less just want to hear his reaction, whether good or bad. Yeah, right. I'm just very curious. <laughs> so then the goat showed up, and I got a little confused. Was it a sheep? I think it was a goat. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.